Welcome to the WoBizzle podcast for women who own or aspire to own their own businesses. I'm Michelle. And I'm Melissa. And we're here to give you the tips and tools you need to succeed. Let's get started. Welcome to the WoBizzle podcast. Today is episode four of the WoBizzle podcast. And today we are talking about scope creep. Scope I have a hard time saying that. I, I, Don't say it fast. Okay, I'll try not to say it fast. <laughs> I'm Michelle. I'm Melissa. And uh, we're here to kind of help you navigate scope creep. Scope creep. Yeah, I'm going to work on that yeah. throughout the episode. So um, what we're talking about when we talk about scope creep is... <laughs> scope <laughs> creep. Pause is, creep. <laughs> is when a project uh, that you've bid out starts to creep out beyond the scope of the original, what was originally agreed upon. And so it can happen quite a bit. Uh, It can be good or bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about how you protect yourself financially when that happens. We're going to talk about protecting your schedule and also other clients and other projects that you have going on. And then how to retreat when things start going the wrong direction or feeling like they're uh, getting out of control. Right. So Melissa... Tell me how you've experienced scope creep. (laughs) Scope creep. I will explain that we say scope, pause, creep, because uh, getting ready for today's podcast, we had quite the scope creep. (laughs) We did. (laughs) It got a little crazy. Anyway, how have I had scope, pause, creep (laughs) happen in my own life? Well, I'm a utility player, and so I have a wide range of skills, and I might say I'm going to do... X for one client, but then it turns into Y and maybe sometimes Z. Um, oftentimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. And it's like you were talking about, you have to protect your overall schedule. You have to protect the time you have allotted to other clients and other projects. Um, for me, for example, let's say that I've been hired to do a blog for somebody. And then the next thing I know, I might be discussing their social media with them, or I might be discussing discussing newsletters or different marketing components that we can integrate. If there are discussions, that can work out well. But if there are assumptions, that's kind of where you run into problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, if a potential client hires you for one small piece of the puzzle and then sees that you're really good at what you do and thinks, oh, you might be able to do this or that. Yeah, I think that's when scope creep can be good. Yes. It can expand into new opportunities and, and things that you maybe uh, are in your wheelhouse or or maybe not in your wheelhouse, but things that you want to learn and want to get better at. Right. So that can be a great opportunity mm-hmm. for you. Uh, I had that happen recently. I just uh, am working on a website uh, working on content writing for a website, and uh, the client called back and said, "You know what? I need a, a PowerPoint presentation for uh, a big like presentation they're doing at the state level mm-hmm. in front of legislatures. Le- legislatures, legislators. <laughs> I'm having a hard. I have not been legislators drinking, in a legislature. <laughs> yes." <there you> go. <laughs> um, and uh, so, and he's, he said, I thought, he, he's like an engineer, and he's like, I don't know what I'm, you know, I don't know how to prepare a presentation. Is that something you could do? And I said, of course it is. Absolutely. Especially now that I'm getting to know the business through writing the copy for the website. Right. And I'm very prepared for that. And so that opened up another opportunity and an avenue because he does these things all the time. He needs these things all the time. So another service that I'm able to provide to him. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The conversation happened. It wasn't just an assumption. Right. He called and said, 
hey, I thought this might be something you could help me with. Let's talk about what is involved, and then you can shoot me a quote on how much that's Well, exactly. Cost. And I have a client like that that I've worked for for a number of years. Started out as social media. Then I was blogging. Then I was doing the newsletter. And each time I have kind of added to my project, there has been a conversation. Do you have the bandwidth? Could you do this? Could you do that? A lot of it is stuff I've been able to learn and use to expand my knowledge base and my portfolio, and it's been super, super exciting. Um, but it doesn't always work that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I had the opposite situation <laughs> a few weeks ago. I uh, was working on a video project, and it was uh, one of those situations where the, the video, uh, it, there was a tight deadline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, course there was a tight deadline. So I got the call and uh, started started moving forward with the project. And I thought the video was going to be about a minute and a half long, the total running time of the finished product. Minute and a half long, maybe two minutes tops. And so I kind of bid it out based on on that assumption. Right. The initial well, scope. The initial scope. Right. Well, it quickly turned into, it ended up being, I think, over 10 minutes, the Ooh. final product. And it was it was a tight time frame for the of deadline. Of course it was. It was event-oriented. So they needed it. They needed it. They really did have a deadline. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, we want it by. Mm-hmm. It was It was something that was going to be running uh, during a, a very special event. And I, I mean, it was basically a situation where... I had to clear the decks and get this done. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was it, – I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't prepared for it. And it really – you know, it kind of created a situation where I was moving a lot. I had a lot of stuff going. I was, I think, four, oh, yes. four 14-hour days in a oh. <laughs> in a row uh, to get Which this done. Which is just three too many. It is three too – I think it's four too many, <laughs> frankly. But, <laughs> yes, three too many for sure. So, so yeah, and I think when that ha- those things happen, that's a perfect example of when it happens and you feel like you're not in control of the situation at all. Right. Because you've already agreed, and then I feel an obligation to help them. I've said I can help them do this, and well, I know it's important to them. Sure, it's important to them. You said you could help them do a minute to a minute and a half <laughs> yeah. video, mm-hmm. not a 10-minute video on mm-hmm. a deadline. Those are two very different they are. said I can help you. As, as it turns out, they are very <laughs> They are very different. <laughs> Holy cow. So as that turned out, uh, it ended up turning out just fine for everybody. You know, I survived. <laughs> four 14-hour uh, days? Yes, four 14-hour yes. okay. days. They got the product that they wanted. Uh, not too many other projects suffered as a result, um, but uh, you know I did have to do some shifting around. Well, yeah, and it's it's a good thing that you were able to because what if your client that you had scheduled for the following morning also had a deadline? Right. It's mm-hmm. it's a very slippery slope. And I want to say before we go much further, I've had this happen to me in an employment situation as well. Mm-hmm. I was hired for one job. Mm-hmm. And within a week, they discovered, oh, wait, you know how to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And I had taken a part-time job to supplement a valley uh-huh. and to get out of the house. Yes. And then it, within a week, it was a full-time project <laughs> management coordination of all the pieces. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I took a job as a media buyer. Like, that's right. what I was going to do for you. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, I, I, I didn't take a job 
as a project manager, right? You know, an account rep. Like those are so, so wildly different. And I think that that's just you know, number one, good for you because you've got mad skills and you can do all these things. But number two, you have to define what you will and will not right. do and what right. you can and cannot yeah. handle. And, and that can be really difficult when you're starting out for sure. Mm-hmm. Or if you are experiencing, we talk a lot about peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Uh, for the Ooh. solopreneur. You know, if you're experiencing a valley and, you know, you pick up a client and then you have um, the scope creep kind of start happening. Right. It can be hard to say no. And you may not want to say no. You know, it may be that the scope creep is moving in the right direction and it's going to turn out to be an even bigger account for you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn a lot and you're going to expand your skills. And uh, so that can be good. But um, it can be sometimes you don't realize you don't know what directions it's right. direction it's going to go. And so you really do need to do some things to protect yourself, mm-hmm. for sure. The first and foremost thing, I think, is you need to protect yourself financially. You need Heck to make yeah. sure you're getting paid for the situation. I had a, I had a, I have, you've probably heard me talk about this in the past, but I had very early, starting out, I'd been in business, I don't know, maybe five, six weeks. I hadn't been in business very long. Oh, so you were new, new. I was new. I was green as grass. And uh, I had a client um, emerge, and they had a really were startup, and they were um, wanting to get everything done yesterday, of course. Mm-hmm. And I um, was initially just starting. I think it was website content was how it started. They needed their website built out, so they had the structure in place, but they needed content mm-hmm. put in place. And so I was in the middle of writing, and I gave them a bid. I, you know, I gave him a bid for the... Oh, the flat yeah, fee. Yeah, exactly, Ooh. the flat fee uh, for that. But um, I started working on that, and then pretty quickly they realized that I w- might be able to help them with other things. And so I was working on some sales materials. I was working on um, their business plan because they were approaching investors. And so I, had a, I was spinning a lot of plates for this one client. And then I got finished with the website and it was all happening so fast so it was one of those things where they wanted this done within the next week and they wanted that done and so the 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 to-do list kept growing Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it came to a screeching halt when I got a phone call after I'd finished the website copy was knee-deep in their sales copy and had just started working on their business plan I get a call from the owner and she says I, I'm sorry, but I can't pay you. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were running out of money. Uh-huh. And so I do appreciate the fact that she called and said that instead of just dodging the bill. I hadn't even invoiced yet. Oh, I, I was getting ready to invoice. And I had about $3,000 worth of time in, in this project. And she said she couldn't pay me. And I said, well, you know, like, what do you mean you can't pay me? And she did offer to try to make it right with trade, but the product they were selling was nothing I could see any value in for myself or my business. I ended up just eating it because I had no written record of our agreements, none. Um, I mean, I could show the work that I did, but it was was it going to be more effort for me to take you know take them to court? They were in another state take them to court, try to collect on this. 
Oh, um, this makes me so sad I because I've had things like this happen. Oh. It's terrible. But at least if I had had a written record, I might have, you know, there might have, I, I might have had more of a leg to stand on. And I just felt like I just needed to eat it and write it off and, and learn a very, very valuable lesson. So, um, so very important to protect yourself well, and we just recently talked about that on getting mm-hmm. our Getting Paid podcast. And I think that, yes, having a written record is lovely. It doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. For example, I had a similar situation where I had a contract for one series, started on the second series. We didn't write another contract. And I thought, well, they'd, you know, it was a national organization. They'd met the terms of the first contract. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. They called me halfway through and said, we can't pay you. <laughs> But we're more than happy to go ahead and publish the work so you can have the exposure. Oh, yes, because exposure pays right, the rent. Right, 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 right. Like, I needed the exposure, and so... I'm going to take five exposures to the grocery store right. by myself, three bags of groceries. I hope that the mortgage company will accept your, <laughs> your exposure because... And and so I, of course, declined. I'm like, no, this mm-hmm. isn't going to happen. And I tried to go back to our previous agreement, which they told me had passed. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then they asked fulfilled. me for my notes so they could have somebody else do it for free and the notes the notes that you had collected right. to doing the, the work. Fi- yeah, right, produce- right, right, right. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I, I took them outside into my barbecue grill and I set them on fire. <laughs> and this is the olden days. You know, there was no there was no cloud. There was no backup of this. These were my notes on paper. Right. It's just yes. like Forget it. <laughs> I'll set them on fire before you can have right, them. And let right, right. You cannot yeah. have them for free. But no. that's not yeah. that's not what we're talking about necessarily. That's just dastardly business practices. But <laughs> it is dastardly, man. Yeah, but you do need to you do need to make sure you're protected. And so, hopefully, um, if you're not, you should be approaching every project with some type of written or some type of agreement um, that everyone understands. That's signed off on about what the scope of the project's going to be. Right. And compensation for that scope. Exactly. And then if it does start to creep outside of that scope, then it's important for you to be able to press that pause button. Right. And make you need to make sure you're going to get paid. So you don't want somebody coming back later and saying, well, I didn't agree to that or, or I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to cost more. Um, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You just don't want that kind of conflict. And, and you want to maintain a good relationship with your co- client. Because perhaps it'll be long term and and well, lead to wonderful things down the road. Exactly. And two projects I have right now that have gone way far beyond original scope are are also very very long term, and mm-hmm. I get paid hourly. So mm-hmm. sometimes they'll say, "Do you have the bandwidth for this or that?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, probably take me three to four hours." Mm-hmm. They know what that equals, right? And mm-hmm. and we're on a regular payment schedule, and it's all good. But I've also had the flat fee, and I know that you probably have too. Mm-hmm. Last time I had one happen this way, I realized about halfway into the project, like, we are so far beyond Mm -hmm. the scope at this point Mm -hmm. that I had to kind of call a halt to it, Mm -hmm. called the project manager, and I'm like, hey, here's the deal. Yeah, yeah. And we agreed on on an, you know, expanded deadline and increased price. Mm -hmm. And then I continued the job and finished it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it it can be tough because I I like to invoice or or do estimates based on flat fee because... Then everybody kind of knows. Mm-hmm. I think I think people are more comfortable with that than than hourly because somebody you can quote an hourly rate and they have no idea what that means. Right. 
So, um, but, so I like to do flat fee, but maybe it's, it's a good idea when you're doing flat fee to break down within that flat fee, what that's buying. That's buying X number of hours for this much money. And then communicating that anything that goes beyond the scope is going to be charged at an hourly rate. I have that in my bid. Okay, good. Yes, I'll share it with you. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would like that. Up to and including 10 hours of blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Anything beyond that will be charged at... Right. A flat fee of XYZ per, you know, mm-hmm. per hour. Yeah. Yeah. Because then everybody knows. And then when you press that pause button, you can you can refer back to that email or contract or whatever it is, however you're communicating right. that. Well, you've got clients who realize that they've have bought your time to write a website mm-hmm. and then you have clients who don't realize what that means and they think that they've bought you. Right. Yes. And it's very, 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 very different. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can be kind of tough because you do want to, you want to treat your clients like with the, with respect and with high level of customer service, you want them to feel like you've got it. You're taking care of it. Yeah, exactly. But you don't want them to treat you like you want to treat them like you're, they're your only client, but you don't want them to treat you like they're your only client. Exactly. (laughs) So you want them to understand, and that kind of dovetails nicely into the next point, which is, you know, protecting your schedule and your other client work. Mm -hmm. So when you're, you know, you spend, do the due diligence to make sure that everybody understands this is how much it's going to cost. And if it goes beyond what's communicated in this document, this email, this conversation, however you're doing it, um, then it's going to be this much per hour. Mm-hmm. But uh, you need to kind of protect your your schedule and, and your other projects too because when scope creep happens, it can take on, you know, like my video. Right. You know, I have to clear the decks to get this done for you. Somebody else is going to have to wait. Right. Somebody that maybe um, has never taken advantage of the fact that, you know, and I'm it's available. usually the tiny project that has to wait. And then mm-hmm. that always gives me the guilt. So I'm mm-hmm. at the desk late and I'm, yeah, yeah. So how do you go about making sure that you've, I mean, when you're, when you do have scope creep happen and somebody comes in and says, it, maybe they don't ask about whether or not you have the bandwidth. If they ask, you're going to tell them yes or no, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, maybe I can do it, but I can't do it now. I can do it next week or two weeks from now. But what if they don't ask? What if it just starts to spread? Well, first off, if they do ask, just be honest. You can't be all things to all people. You have X amount of billable hours per week. You need to allocate those in a way that is humanly possible to -hmm. do the work that you take on. Uh, I recently had a long-term client who I have a wonderful working relationship with say, I've got a bunch of miscellaneous. What's your bandwidth? Mm -hmm. And I said, five to 10 hours a week, max. Mm -hmm. If I hit that wall, I push it off into the next week and all parties know and accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had other instances in the past where, well, I have a, I had a perfect scope creep, <laughs> scope <laughs> creep example of they, I, in my efforts to treat them like my only client, they treated me like they were my only client. Mm-hmm. And so they were buying, I don't know, six, seven, maybe eight hours a week of mm-hmm. my time. So it wasn't a huge mm-hmm. amount of my time, but they expected to be able to break that time up over 40 hours. Oh, uh-huh. So right. there were emails. They and were if I didn't answer the email call. fast enough, then there were text messages. And if I didn't answer the text messages fast enough, there were phone calls. Mm-hmm. I finally had to let them go because I couldn't 
draw the boundaries mm-hmm. in a way that that could be mutually understood mm-hmm. and I was shortchanging my other clients. When I when I sell an hour or two or three of my time to a client, they get that hour two or three. Mm-hmm. I don't respond to outside emails. I don't take outside phone calls. I'm working on said project mm-hmm. that I'm billing for. If somebody can't deal with me calling them back in two hours instead of taking their call at the moment, perhaps they need a different service provider. I think they do. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and I don't have them call me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for $500 a month, you don't get a marketing person. Like no. you get a right. few hours of my time. Exactly. But yeah, you can't have. I can't be on call for you right. for that, for that right. price. And yeah. so that's hard. So it has to be mutually understood, mutually mm-hmm. agreed upon, and mutually respected. My mm-hmm. clients all know I have other clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. The eight hours that they're buying from me just doesn't quite pay all my bills. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So what yeah. about you? Yeah. I've had, I mean, I've had that come up. <laughs> Too and and sometimes I think it it often is the people that the clients that are paying the least that expect the most. It is, and so it can be a challenge. But you know, you you do have to. I mean, you just have to communicate that. Mm-hmm. You have to let them know. You have to be realistic, and you have to kind of find a balance between providing great customer service and because you can't provide. You know, you can't be doing everything for everyone all at once. Right. You know, you can do anything, but you can't do everything, Melissa. So, <laughs> are you sure? Because sure. some days I'm pretty amazing. I I'm know just you saying. are. No doubt, no doubt. But you know, you do have to to be effective, to be productive. You have to block time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge productivity um, tool to be able well, to block time. Well, even if you're out. working for that client, mm-hmm. if they call you three times in thirty minutes, you're not getting anything done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't, you know, you can't, I think we just saw a stat earlier uh, when we were chatting about, about the topics we're, the topic we're talking about today. It's not productive to book 100% of your time. Oh, gosh, no. You know, and so you oh, can't, gosh, yeah. No. And so when scope creep happens, oftentimes it's, it's creeping into, if you're not, if your other pr- projects and clients aren't suffering, then it's creeping into that, that time that you have that you should be using for other things. Right. Um, and so what I find, uh, did you, do you need to get that? No, it's just dinging and <laughs> flashing and beeping. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what I find is that, it, you know, like I said, it's often the people who pay the least that kind of need the most. And you just have to really find a balance and you just have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you do. You have to find it within yourself to not try to be all things to all people. Right. It's okay. You know, if they really do need it yesterday – then maybe they're going to have to find someone else. Uh-huh. Or chances are, if it's a not a regular occurrence, mm-hmm. I can help. Right. I am Absolutely. not above burning the midnight oil for right. somebody on occasion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I agree. If it's especially if it's you know, and you know it's so important to right. them. Something's happened, and they need they need whatever, and they need it right now. Yeah, you can kind of make room for that. But when it's well, yeah, and you know, but I've I I have I've had clients in the past where it's kind of like. Lack of planning on your part doesn't equal an emergency on mine. Right. Like, yes. it mm-hmm. just can't. Yeah. And uh, so I think just being clear and and holding your boundaries and staying true to the scope, if you have to renegotiate it, do it. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing if you get a job. If you get mm-hmm. hired to be a media buyer part-time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you. <laughs> yeah. I had to quit the job. I right. was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't mm-hmm. what, I, what I signed up for. But, um, you know... 
if you are hired for a position and then all of a sudden you're thrown a bunch more, you need to renegotiate that. Right. Or make a choice. Right. Whether or not. Yeah. And that's something too uh, to talk about is retreating when it goes the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And I had a situation happen with, um, with a job once that I was hired for a certain task um, that I knew. And I communicated very clearly on the front end that, so I was hired basically to do marketing and a tiny bit of sales. Like eighty percent marketing, twenty percent sales. And but could you sell? <laughs> right. I told them very clearly that I'm not a salesperson. I can I can sell, but I'm pretty. You know, I'm I'm not a salesperson. It's you know, it's going to be a long term process. We'll, right. we'll finally close, but 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 yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't sell. I'm anything. not a salesperson at all. And so eighty percent marketing, twenty percent sales. Pretty quickly, like within the first three weeks. I realized that the expectation was reverse. 80% sales, 20% marketing. Yikes. And it was a really uncomfortable situation for me. It was it was just very I loved the people I was working with, but this was not my skill set. It wasn't what I loved to do. It wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't what I signed up to do. And so I I I stuck it out for about 3 months and then I I I just had to say, I can't do this. This mm-hmm. is not what I signed up for. I'm sorry, but I, it's not going to be good for you or me. Right. So, um, and so sometimes these scope creep, we're going to have to change the name of this okay, podcast. Scope, I'm having, scope pause, creep. <laughs> scope creep. Sometimes these projects, when they creep in scope, uh, it turns out that they're not only creeping in terms of the size maybe, but also what you're doing. Right. And what you're doing may not be your money-making best. It may not be what you get joy out of doing. Uh, it may it may just be something completely outside of, of your skill set. Well, exactly. And and sometimes when that happens, like, sure, I'm I'm a utility player and I'll take one for the team and I will help you do this. But on an ongoing basis, if it's not something that I'm confident in my skill, you know. In my abilities, I don't like to sell that. Mm-hmm. It's like this yeah. isn't what I'm good at. This isn't what I'm comfortable charging you what I charge mm-hmm. you yeah. for. And so, and there are other people who are already doing it. So mm-hmm. why don't we call one of them? You know, there are projects that you don't do mm-hmm. that you always refer out. There are projects that I don't do mm-hmm. that I always, I don't know the first thing about video. Not the first thing. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You do. Mm -hmm. I will have them call you or someone like you rather than try to learn it myself. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because I already do so many more things than I ever thought I would do. Mm -hmm. And I'm old. (laughs) I mean, I'm not old. You're younger than me. I'm not old, but I don't want to learn all the tricks. Right. Exactly. I get that. And, you know, sometimes, too, it'll it'll actually save the client money Mm -hmm. and time if you're not spending time getting educated on something that right. is ma- is not in your wheelhouse. Somebody, if the task is in their wheelhouse, they are going to shine. They mm-hmm. are going to do such a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I, I was having a conversation with someone the other day who was a web designer and a photographer. Mm-hmm. She's like, what I can't do is write. And I said, well, perfect. Mm-hmm. Because that I can do. Right. Photography exactly. and web web work? Eh, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not so much. Like if I have to, I can do a little. Mm-hmm. But I would rather refer the work to someone like her. Right, exactly. And you know, over the years, I've had I have had some pretty random projects <laughs> come my way. I think about it now that we're talking about it. I've had some pretty random ones, and I think that you know, I want to I want to do things that bring me 
joy mm-hmm. that that make me happy and that I feel that I'm good at. Right. I don't want to do something. Which is why you hung up your own shingle. Right. Exactly. You set out on your own. This is why. Exactly. Yeah. And I want to get paid well for well for what I'm doing for my talent. And what expertise. a concept. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that you know sometimes I will do some random tasks for a client has a need. I'll do some random things that maybe aren't wouldn't be on my list of services if I had such right. a list of services. But uh, I usually if it if it comes to the point where they're needing more and more of it and I'm either not comfortable with my expertise level because I don't want to be doing something for them that's not up to par or um, I'm not getting joy out of it or I can't balance it with some with whatever else I'm doing then right. I'm gonna, then I'm going to communicate to them we need to find somebody else let's uh-huh. let's look for somebody else that can do this for you at a, at a better level, right? Uh, more efficient, and ultimately, it'll probably be cheaper for them in the long run and mm-hmm. better for them in the long run. So, so for me, it's kind of you know I need to get paid for it. I need to get joy out of it. Um, you know, those those things are are very right. are important. It needs to be in my skill set, my money making best, right? For me to feel like if if things start creeping outside of the scope those are kind of the parameters that i set for myself exactly now not to say that i haven't done some random things oh gosh i had a project once that was so outside of the scope but it was really funny because uh, a client of mine called and it was for one of his clients and he said i know this is a really weird project um it was basically- <laughs> if, it, if it starts with that oh my goodness it was basically transitioning a paper um, a printed, a very large, like 500-page printed training manual for a company to an online platform, something that would that people would actually read or maybe interact with. Oh, wow. And it was, he called me and he said, I know this is like really weird and it's nothing you would ever probably just market yourself as doing. He said, but you're the only person I know that can do this. And they need it done. They need it. And it wasn't a tight deadline. It was right. like, he called me in like July and they wanted it done by December. And I took a look at it and it was going to pay pretty well. And so I was like, okay, sure, why not? Now, I tell you what, I didn't get a whole lot of joy out of it because it was very tedious. But did you make a whole lot of money? I did. Sometimes I did. Sometimes that's the and joy. And it wasn't hard. You know, it was, it was definitely within my skill set, but it was just a lot of copying and pasting and, you know, adjusting, you know. Basically, like a giant, the biggest PowerPoint presentation you've ever seen. It would be like, right? But you know, it, yeah, it served. It met one of those parameters. It met probably more than one of the parameters. So yeah, sometimes you take on things that aren't necessarily that are not wasn't really scope creep because the scope was clearly defined on the front end. But it was definitely outside of my wheelhouse. And you know, sometimes you're going to have clients that are going to come to you and say, "I need something else." Right. And I think just being very honest with them and yourself. Right. And maybe you get knee deep in it and you realize, eh. And I've done that. Mm-hmm. I've been like, okay, so we're in and we're rolling, but we really need to look at bringing someone in to do, like, if this is going to be a long-term thing, mm-hmm. I've opened the door. Right. We're walking through it, but mm-hmm. we need somebody else to, to get us through the room. Yeah. And, yeah. and take it on until... The end of time, or however right. long. Yeah, right. And I've done that, mm-hmm. and it usually my client appreciates my honesty. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think it is cool to be a utility player and to be able to deliver more than just professional copywriting services. Mm-hmm. Like I am able to do a lot more than oh, absolutely. that. And yes. fifteen, twenty years ago, I was a writer. That was mm-hmm. all that I did. Mm-hmm. That was it. I wrote words. Right. You know. <laughs> 
newspaper articles, <laughs> magazine articles. Right. <laughs> and now it's like, man, those words are just all over the place. But I think that being a utility player opens up opportunities, but it also opens up the need to define your scope and stick to it when, when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So, well, we've learned a lot today. About scope. I think creep. Scope creep. Creep. You say scope, I'll say creep. Scope. Creep. <laughs> I think we, I think that's the way to do that's it. The that's do the, it the way to do it from now on. Scope. <laughs> scope creep. Oh, sorry. Creep. I'm not taking my cues. So, yeah. That's, so, I mean, essentially what we've learned is that scope. Creep. Can be uh, good or bad. Yes. When it's good, it's great. It it's gives great. you opportunity to expand your skills, to maybe uh, get some more revenue coming in the door, maybe turn a, what might have been a one-time client into a long-term client. Exactly. So excellent. It can be bad when it when you're not sure you're going to get paid for Ooh, it. That's never good. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. When you're not sure you can balance it with the other work that you're doing. Right. And it can also be bad when it starts going in the wrong direction and you're not it's not really, you're not doing things that are in your wheelhouse. You're not getting joy out of them. You're not doing it as well as maybe somebody else might be able to right. do. But you're doing it because you're convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you they know you can do it. They trust you. You're a known quantity. Right. So those, those that's kind of what we learned. And definitely you want to protect yourself by communicating on the front end of anything what the scope of a project is. And if you hit that wall, like we've gone beyond this scope. Mm-hmm. We need to revisit the timeline and the budget. Yes. Don't it's, be afraid to say that because if you don't, you're going to be resentful. Yes. The project's going to suffer. The relationship is not going to end well. You're going to be talking about it years later. Like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay to press the pause button. You need your, it's your responsibility right. to you and your client right. to press the pause button because oftentimes they don't really realize. They mm-hmm. might not realize that they're racking up a bigger bill or, or that they're, you know, Going beyond what, what rolling over you like a like a steam exactly roller yeah yeah, yeah. so because so, we've all been rolled over by a straw <laughs> we yeah we have so very important for you it's your responsibility to press that pause button and take a step back and communicate with the client um, and talk about the next steps right. moving forward um, also your responsibility to, to be honest with them making sure that you ha- do have the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. If they're asking you to do a lot of things, again, it's your responsibility to say, yes, I can, or no, I can't, without your other projects suffering. And not just your other projects, but your personal life, too. Yes. You need time. You know, once in a while, when something happens, like we talked about, once in a while something happens, Mm -hmm. burn the midnight oil for that client or for that particular project. But if it's going to expand beyond that rare occasion. It's going to become a thing. Right. If it's going to become a thing. There, there is no time for things. Yes. Yeah. So you need to make sure you get paid. Make sure you've got the bandwidth. Um, be, don't be afraid to say no. Right. Exactly. Don't be don't be afraid to say no. And then, re, you know, when things aren't go, are going in the wrong direction, maybe you still do have the bandwidth. Um, maybe it's not, but it's, it's going the wrong direction. It's not the direction you want. Then maybe, again, press the pause button and say, maybe we can find somebody else that's mm-hmm. going to be better at doing this piece of this. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of that. You know, a lot of times I think people are afraid to, well, if I let go of that, then, then what if they start using that person for everything? And you, you, you just can't be afraid of that. You can't. We've referred people to each other, or we've referred each other to people before. Oh, yeah. Never been afraid that, you know, I mean, you have to have confidence of what you're doing. You're doing at a great level, at the right price, and, you're, and your clients respect your work. They're only going to be happier to bring another team member on right. that's going to help them 
deliver on their goals. So don't be afraid of that. Um, yeah, and, and get, you know, if you've got solid people in your network that you can refer to and trust, then then definitely bring them into things like that. Or and if you don't up. have solid people in your network that you can refer to and trust, find solid people yes. and build a network yes. of people that you can refer to and trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's kind of our advice on the topic today of scope creep. <laughs> I think we're, we finally we totally got should it. Have started we it that finally way. got it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I want to take a moment, um, and you kind of alluded to to it, but quote of the week. Or quote, quote of the week. Quote of the week. It's very uh, relevant to the, the discussion we've been having. No is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. There you have and it. That's from Anne Lamott. I love her. Yes. And that we all need to remember that. No is a complete sentence. You don't need to explain it. No. You don't need to go into big detail about no. why. Just no. No. Just no. No is a complete sentence. So remember that. Well, and no doesn't cause chaos and devastation and homelessness and it doesn't. All of your fears. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It really doesn't. We got a project last week. Can mm-hmm. you take care of that this week for us? No. But I can next Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? That's when I can. Yeah. Yes. That's when I can. Client emails back didn't say, oh, we're never going to use you again. Right. They said, great. Really appreciate it. Right. Thanks. And I think that's a real fear. I think I think we're afraid to say no because we're afraid that they're going to stop. They're going to go find someone else. Right. And we need to stop being afraid of that because if you're good at what you do and if they do that, you don't want them as a client anyway. Well, And you've just made room on your schedule for someone else. Exactly. Someone who will appreciate you more. Right. We all have the fears, but no is, yeah, no is a complete sentence. And it's okay to say it. I really, really like that. I like it too. I'm going to run around and just say it. Yeah, I think we should get t-shirts made. No. Is a complete sentence. Yes. We put no on the front and then is a complete sentence on the back. I like it. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But anyway, so that's, yeah. So that is scope creep, what we know on scope creep. Uh, Do you have anything you're thankful for this week? Oh, gosh. What am I grateful for? Well, first of all, I'm grateful that I can breathe. Yes. Oh, Melissa has been so <laughs> sick. You would have so no idea how sick, sick she's been. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't want to leave my house, really, except for podcasting until flu season <laughs> is over. Well, we had to we had to uh, kind of delay the podcasting because you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't hear mean, you. <laughs> nobody wanted to hear my opinions. And then with the wheezing, hacking cough, like that was gross not too. So, so and then I didn't want to be nine inches from you. Right. We don't want to share a mic. No, nope, not going to happen. Love you, but no. No, nobody needs that. So ultimately I am grateful for the fact that I can breathe. Um, you know, gratitude is a big deal to me. I mean, it's really a big deal to both of us. And just by stopping and taking the time to be grateful, I'm better prepared to truly live in the moment and clarify mm-hmm. what I want. Yeah. Definitely. So I want to continue to not have the flu. Yes. And to be able to breathe. I'm grateful that you're feeling better too. Thank I'm you. Very grateful. <laughs> you know what else I'm grateful for? What? Uh, the support we've been getting on, for the Wobizzle podcast. Oh, it's just been fantastic. Yeah, we just recently launched, as, as you know, you know, we're only episode four. We're only at episode four, but we have had such a fantastic response and such, I'm just... I'm overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Absolutely overwhelmed with the support that we've received from people we know and people we don't know. 
Which is so, so exciting. I love to get the support from people we know because it feels like, hey, we're on the right track and our mm-hmm. tribe is backing us up. But when it's people we don't know. I know. Oh, it's just, we do a little so dance. Exciting. Like, Woo-hoo. I wish you could see our little dance that we do. Yeah, we so. text message each other, look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we spend a lot of time going, hey, we got another review. Hey, we got another star rating. So, right, right. So, yeah, so please do, if, if you're listening and you like like what, we're, what we have to say, please do go to iTunes and, and review us. We, it would mean a lot to us. We, a lot. We really, we really get happy. It really makes us happy. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> lots of text messages and, and, you know, chair dancing going on. So please do. All right. So we're going to wrap up for the day. Unless you've got, do you have anything else? All right. All right. All right. There it is. That's it for for this episode, episode four, Scope Creep. If you've got questions or maybe you've got tips on how to keep your projects from creeping outside of the scope or what to do when they do, please go to woebizzle.com or head to our Facebook group, the Women of Woe. I can't say it. The Women of Woebizzle. Head yeah. to our Facebook group, The Women of Woebizzle. <laughs> if you haven't joined, let, I'm just really having a hard time this afternoon. Well, it's because, yeah, <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> if you haven't joined yet, please do. We will be so glad to have you. So that's it for now. Once again, thanks. Thanks for listening to the Woebizzle podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you prefer to listen. If you love what we're putting down, please rate us too. That would mean a lot. But most importantly, we want you to be part of our community. Head over to Facebook and request to join our group, The Women of Woebizzle, and get the tools you need to succeed by signing up for our free weekly marketing tips at woebizzle.com. We want to know what you're thinking. What challenges do you face? What questions do you have about running your business? Contact us on woebizzle.com and let us know. Bye Bye for for now. now.